السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وأصلي وأسلم على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا وحبيبنا وكرة أعيننا محمد بن عبد الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه أفضل الصلاة وأتم التسليم أما بعد I commence by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala I ask him the Almighty, the Lord of all worlds, the exalted to shower his choicest of blessings and salutations upon the final messenger, our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, his family members, his companions, and all those who tread upon his path with utmost sincerity until the day of Qiyamah. My dear respected elders and brothers in Islam, first and foremost, I remind myself, I enjoin upon myself, and then all of you all present here, to adopt a life of taqwa, and that is to be conscious of your maker, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, during every single second of your lives. If you wish to attain success, if you wish to attain victory in this world as well as the hereafter, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us all from the people of taqwa, and may He make us from the victorious and successful ones. Ameen. The hadith has been recorded in the book of Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim, rahimahumallah. The son of Umar radiallahu an, Abdullah radiallahu an, Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, he mentions and the narration goes along the lines of these words. One day we were all seated with the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. The companions were with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam and bear in mind that Abdullah radiallahu an, the son of Umar radiallahu an, he was a young boy. He was a young individual and he is the one narrating this hadith. He says, we were all with the Prophet When the Prophet he asks us, there is a tree from the trees. Its leaves do not wither. Its leaves don't fall and die. And this tree is like a Muslim. Can you all try to guess as to which tree this is? Now, the Sahaba, we had senior companions of the Prophet Umar was in the gathering and there were other companions. They were putting forth different suggestions. They were mentioning trees of the desert, trees of the wild, trees of the wilderness. They were mentioning different trees. But none of them were getting it right. In the sense, the Prophet kept saying, no, no, that's not the one, that's not the one. Now Abdullah ibn Umar he tells himself quietly, it is the date palm tree. It is the date palm tree. But he was hesitant due to his young age and due to the respect that he had for the Prophet the respect that he had for the other companions. He did not want to jump in front and answer the question because of the respect that he had. Finally, the companions look at the Prophet and say, Ya Rasulullah, kindly tell us which tree is it? Then the Prophet he responds, it is the date palm tree. It is the date palm tree. Now on the way back, Umar and his son, they are going home. His son, in the sense Abdullah who tells his father, Oh my father, Wallahi, by Allah, I knew the answer. It was on the tip of my tongue. I even said it to myself that it is the date palm tree. But I was hesitant to you know, put it forward due to the respect that I had towards the Prophet ﷺ, towards that particular gathering. Umar who looks at his son and he says, 
Wallahi, if you had answered, that answer would have been dearer to me, more beloved to me than this world and all it contains. Ibn Hajar al-Asqalani rahimahullah, he comments in regards to this particular hadith and he says that Umar radiallahu an, he looked at this world in a very trifle way. This worldly life was so insignificant to him that a good word, kalimatun tayyiba, a good word was better for him than this entire world and all it contains. And he also goes on to say that this illustrates and shows the happiness and the joy a father should have when his son comes forward with good and beneficial knowledge. Now coming back to the hadith, if you look at the hadith, the Prophet he has this beautiful way of illustrating things to his companions. And here in this hadith, he uses a parable. He uses an example and he likens the Muslim, he likens the believer to a date palm tree. Now the hadith allows us to investigate the date palm tree, the characteristics and qualities of a date palm tree in a move to implement those characteristics, to implement those attributes in our lives. And that's what I hope to do in the few minutes that I have with you all, inshallah. Number one. Oh, and by the way, there's a famous scholar of the past, Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, he mentions in his book, Miftahu Daris Sa'ada, almost around, I think, 10 fawaid, 10 benefits that he has deduced through this hadith. In other words, 10 ways he compares a Muslim to a date palm tree. Now, obviously, due to the brevity of time, I can't go into all 10, but I'll try to mention a few, inshallah. Number one, a date palm tree, generally takes around four to eight years to properly grow and start bearing fruit. And in that period, four to eight years, it puts out very, very strong roots because it grows in very challenging conditions. So it puts strong roots, indicating that there is this organic growth with very strong roots at its base. Likewise, we Muslims, we need to grow organically in terms of our spiritual growth in terms of our knowledge. The more knowledge you have or gain organically, your roots start to take, in the sense, firm root in the ground. So nothing shakes you in terms of your principles, in terms of your faith, in terms of the trust that you have in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your tawakkul. All of this has taken strong root, just like a date palm tree. So that's benefit number one. Benefit number two is that once it crosses that period, it starts to give out fruit. And its fruit is one of the best fruits or types of fruits that you can find in this world today. It's identified as a superfood. And the fruits are so beneficial that you have different types of dates. The dates are beneficial when they are ripe. The dates are beneficial when they are dry. And the entire tree is of benefit. The roots are used for medicinal purposes. The trunk is used for shelter in the form of wood, the palm, the leaves are used in the form of shelter again, maybe perhaps for a roof, the masjid of the Prophet ﷺ, its roof consisted of date palm leaves. So the entire tree is of benefit, even it is known as Qalbun Nakhla, heart of the palm, you can read about it. It's a type of a, they consider it to be a vegetable. It's, it's rich in so many nutrients, in zinc, in potassium, in, in, in calcium, in, in different types of vitamins like B2, B6, vitamin C. It's full of all these nutrients. 
the heart of the trunk of the tree, you cut it and it is pure white. Pure white. Now what's the comparison? A believer, a mu'min, needs to be benefiting people around him in terms of the fruits. Just like, just like the fruits that the dead palm tree gives out, you give out your fruits. And every part of you should be of benefit. Every part of you, even after the dead palm tree dies, it is of benefit. Subhanallah. Likewise, a mu'min, a Muslim, even after his death, he has to go on benefiting through his legacy. And this is a wake-up call. Focus on your legacies. What are you leaving behind? What is going to benefit after you've gone? Look at the scholars of the past. We still mention, look, I'm, I'm giving you teachings from Imam Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah, who passed away centuries ago. And yet people are benefiting. Yet people are getting closer to Allah through his teachings. Subhanallah, look at the legacy. A date palm tree. Even after his death, he's benefiting people through the fruits of knowledge. Another benefit that can be deduced is that date palm trees don't grow in the middle of forests. As you all know, they grow in the middle of a desert. So in other words, they don't need a forest to grow. So a believer, a Muslim, he has to be resourceful in and of himself. Where you need to look deep within you, you will find so much of potential, unleashed talent, limitless potential. Identify your talents, harness your abilities, harness your strengths, and look towards benefiting yourself, nourish yourself, and also help others around you. This is a dead palm tree. It grows in the middle of a desert, and it benefits people around. And the dead palm tree is known to be one of the most patient of trees. Because it, it lives, it, it basically exists in very challenging conditions. And the desert winds blow. But it holds firmly with patience. So a believer is patient in the face of trials, in the face of challenges, in the face of adversity. Allah is going to put you through challenges. That's the whole purpose of this life. And if you're being put through challenges, you don't question the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You place your trust in Allah knowing that He is the best disposer of your affairs. He knows what is best for you. And in a way, it's in a move to forgive you of your sins, to prepare you for something greater ahead of you, to bless you with a high rank in this world as well as the next. So this is how a believer looks at life, his perspective, just like the dead palm tree. And lastly, my dear, Brothers in Islam, the dead palm tree has this beautiful purpose in regards to its existence. Some of us, sadly, we are still looking for that purpose. As life coaches say, don't be a wandering generality, rather become a meaningful specific. And we as believers, we have so much meaning to our lives, our purpose. Why do we exist? The amount of good that we can do to others, for others. This is why we exist. This is what the teachings of the Quran tell us. This is what the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ tell us. In every form of ibadah, there is goodness done to yourself as well as others. I was talking about the heart of the palm. The heart of the believer is white, pure and clean, just like that. With no toxic thoughts. The believer does not adhere to toxic company, but rather good company. He benefits others. So as you can see, this is just a glimpse in regards to the comparison between, or rather the parallels between the date palm tree and a Muslim and a believer. 
So inshallah ta'ala, let us intend to apply these beautiful characteristics and attributes in our lives, thereby becoming society's superfood, nourishing ourselves as well as those around us. With that I conclude, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our sins, to accept our good deeds, to help us to clean our hearts, to help us to stay away from negativity, toxicity, jealousy, anger, and hatred. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill our hearts with beautiful and positive qualities where we think good of others, where we make dua for others, we wish good for others, we pray for others, we are happy due to the success of others. And just as how he unites us here in this masjid, may he unite us in the gardens of Jannah with our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And may he bless us all to drink from the hawd, from the fountain, via the blessed hands of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen, ameen. Wa akhir da'wa ya'ani alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.